Welcome, welcome to the Brett Boone Podcast. Explore the mind of MLB All-Star, Silver Slugger, and Gold Glove winner, Brett Boone, as he sits down with his friends from the world of professional sports. Now, now up to, to bat, Brett Boone. Oh, it's our favorite time of the week. It's time for Turning Two with Booney. Every week we sit down on Fridays and get a chance to see what's in the mind of Brett Boone. I'm Rich Rare, executive producer of the Boone Podcast, and uh, Brett Boone. Buenas tardes, mi amigo. Uh, yeah, Rich, that would be. Hey, Rich, how you doing? Uh, missed you last week. I know you've been out and about. Yes. Uh, the country. Uh, glad to have you back. Well, I got a again. chance to spend time with the other Boone. Right. It's, and it's my favorite time of week. You know that because I don't have to. I don't have to sit in the big seat. That's that's Wait, no comment. I get. I, I'm spending time with other Boones. Uh, Uncle Aaron. Yeah, you went to New York. Got went to, see to New him. York. I, I got some. I saw some pictures of, of you and Young Rigney. Yep. Uh, hanging out with with uh, Tall Boone. We call him Tall Boone. Tall Boone. We yes. called him Uncle Aaron. Yeah, Uncle Aaron. Whatever you may. Well, made, I think some people. They're doing well. They're doing well. Yankees yeah. are. Uh, they're playing well. And you know, we talked about those Yankees and uh, the injuries they seem to have every year. I watch it; drives me crazy. But once again, they're they're bit by the injury bug this year. And and I talked to Aaron about a about three weeks ago, and I said, "Well, you got to survive right uh, the dog days and just hold serve and and get through these injuries and get to a hundred percent. And they've done more than that. They've been playing really well, so it's it's good to watch. Well, I, and I think people have figured out. Like we just called over Uncle Aaron, Uncle Aaron. Some people would do that. Other people will now from listening to the podcast will scream Arnie. And he snaps his head around because that's what you guys call him in the family. Yeah, I mean he's 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 very well used to Arnie, but I, I just don't think he's used to Arnie from strangers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> A lot of guys in his life call him call him Arnie or, or Uncle Aaron. But uh, not usually strangers. So that's a little different for him. I think he likes it, though. It's endearing. Well, D- Dusty Baker said, he's told me this on air before, that if you really want to get a if you really want to get his attention, yell Johnny. Because that's what the family calls him. He'll turn his head around. Yeah. If you call Johnny to him. Yeah. So. Yep. Um. By the way, nice shirt you have on. Thanks. Uh, Miss, uh, Mrs. Liz. Herrera. You have to share. You have to show compliments I, I, of her. I want to from, see the front of that. I, I'm a I'm a baseballism right. guy. I'm a baseballism guy. My mom is a big. Uh, she likes to shop the baby, baseballism. She gives me all these shirts. Half the time, I don't know where I'm, what I'm wearing. You know, I'll walk into a convenience store and the clerk will, "Hey, I really love that shirt. I forget I even have it on." That's sometimes they'll go, "What does it mean?" You know, I, I wear that six four three equals two. Right. Sure. And I said, are you a baseball fan? Let's let's think about it here. It's kind of like a, a Q&A at the convenience shop when I'm when I'm picking up, a you know, a Celsius or something. But, um, yeah, Liz picked this up. Turning two, very apropos, apropos for today and uh, very cool. Thank you. All right. Let's get into the program. Um, Yankee game got postponed this week because of the smoke from the fires up in Canada. Uh, so they're going to try to play a couple double headers, make up. They tra- they canceled a bunch of events in New York City. But I was wondering, what goes on with players when you have a delay for whatever reason? Normally, it's going to be a rain delay or something. I know as a broadcaster, we have to figure out how we're gonna we're gonna bide the time and our team people. I was the only one who ever liked rain delays because then I got to do a talk show for four hours waiting for the game to start. But what do you guys do in the clubhouse? 
when you get delayed or they can't start the game because of some, of Mother Nature? Well, I don't. The players that that is a nightmare for us because it's it depends when it is in the game. Uh, but you know the tarps come on, we leave, we leave the field. Uh, when I was playing, you know, social media wasn't a thing. We had phones, but our phones weren't uh little computers phones. right we had we, we could make a few phone calls we weren't scouring the internet so our, our rain delays were probably a little little different a lot of card playing uh a lot of sitting around and just talking you know and it depends on the delay you're always waiting the umpires have it in their hands up to a certain point or no no is it major league baseball that has it in their hands to home a certain team point? Ha- home team has it until the game starts and then once the game starts up to the umpire up to the umpire. So usually that's what you're doing. You're waiting for updates. You're asking the clubhouse guy, "Hey, we got an update from the umpire room," and you know they'll they'll keep you up to date as well as as well as they can. But it seems like a lot of times you'd be sitting there, okay, be ready. We're going to start in a half hour. Okay, now I've you've cooled down. Now you might be sitting in there for an hour. You've cooled down. All right, now I got to get prep work. It's almost like it's uh. 6.30 again for a 7 o'clock game. All right, now i got to go through my routine. I might have to go back into the training room, uh, stretch out whatever I need to stretch out, get it going, get my wraps. By that time, I've probably taken off my first uniform. i got to get redressed. And now all of a sudden, I'm going out in the field to get loose and prepared for the restart of the game. And usually that's when the clubhouse guy comes in and says, okay, uh, we, we're in a holding pattern, so it's not a half hour now. It's going to be another half hour. Um, so that's how kind of it goes. And you're just kind of at mother nature's, you know, you're at their beck and call. It's when they decide you're usually looking, watching Doppler radar and you're finding this is going to pass. And the umpires are trying to formulate a program. You know, they, they want to keep the fans informed. Uh, so there's a big process to it, but it's just, it's just a part of the deal. You know, uh, you know that throughout the course of the season, uh, certain parts of the country especially are more prone to it. You're going to have these delays. And it's it's nothing that any any other person out there and in whatever their occupation may be, you've got to deal with little quips in the system. This is one of them. I'm pretty good at reading the Doppler radar now. I could kind of figure out where it's going to go and where it's tracking through. But the one thing fans will always get upset and they don't understand, all right, fine. The umpires, the, the home team won't start the game. It's 7 o'clock because there's impending rain coming in. It's going to hit at 7.20, 7.30. So they'll push the game back an hour and a half. And then for whatever reason, you dodge the bullet and the rain doesn't hit. And fans are like, what the heck? We could have started an hour and a half ago. Right. Yeah, it's it's still. It's Mother Nature. You never know 100%. But today, especially today's technology, they can they can pinpoint it pretty good. So And, 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 and it's changed, too. Rich, because in most parts of the country now, there, there's there's a lot more retractable roofs. So rain delays are a thing of the past. Still in certain parts of the country, Mother Nature is going to do what Mother Nature does. But uh, for the most part, that's it's been a part of the game forever, and it will continue to be a part of the game. Well, and the other rule is that they don't want to start a game and then stop it after the third inning because then a lot of times you waste that starting pitcher. Without a doubt. That's that's the most important part. For us, the position players, we're going to be ready to go. Yeah, we've got to restart our engines and 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 get ready again. But it's one thing, pitcher with a certain amount of pitches and a certain amount of downtime, whereas they're done for the day. And the organization, the, the manager, the pitching coach, they're going to get together and make that call. And, and what is what is 
the best thing to do for that starting pitcher on that day. Uh, so there's a lot of variables there. But for us, the position players, it's just kind of a it's just kind of an inconvenience. You know, but it's nothing we can't stop and start and stop and start. That starting pitcher, who is the most important guy out there anyway? Right. A lot of times during a rain delay, I'll be facing a team where the the starting pitcher is just nasty that day. And we'll be sitting around as hitters going, I hope this thing lasts at least an hour. We can get him out of the game. <laughs> so there is there is a there is some pros to it, you know, when it comes down to that. It used to be rich. You had to play five and a half innings. Right. Or, or I'm sorry, five innings to make it a complete game. And that includes stats. So I sat there many a game with an O for two thinking rain as hard as you can possibly rain. <laughs> you know, I'm over two. We're down four to one. And we're facing Maddox S- skies open up because it's just going to be like, we never played the game on the flip side. I've been sitting there with a two run Homer and we're winning three to one. And I'm and I'm telling you, I'm te- I'm I'm terrified. I'm sitting in the corner. I'm wondering if we're going to play because if that if, I'll tell you what, as a player, getting a hit taken away from you and and hitters out there, you'll you, you'll be able to uh, know what I'm talking about. Relate to this. A hit to be taking taken off your ledger is bigger than you think in the big picture. They add it's one hit. It's 162 games. Believe me, a hit is a hit is a hit. And if let alone a home run, let alone an RBI, I mean, that's devastating. That that could take nights, uh, sleepless nights to recover from. So I've been on both sides. They've changed that now. Everything once a big league game starts, no matter what it stopped for, the statistics remain in place individually. So there's no more of that drama on if we're going to start the game, do they get erased or or you're going to be able to keep your statistics. Okay, well, let's tip our cap for the groundskeepers then, right? We've never. T- I don't think we've ever talked about groundskeepers in the program. No, they've got you know they got a job to do and and a tough job. Sometimes you've got a lot of guys out, especially when it comes to the mound. You know, for for us, those fields are so well kept. They do such a good job. They have a big staff. Uh, their basic job is to to keep around the bases the way they need to be. You know, up to Major League Baseball standards, the batter's box, uh, the pitching rubber you know, for, for each starting pitcher. And the, and the tough thing about that is you've got to deal with two starting pitchers who maybe get their toehold on different sides of the rubber. Uh, a big storm can change the configuration of that mount. And now you basically have to come out between innings to, to appease both pitchers, you know, on, uh, or, or it could be two different pitchers on the same team. But uh, that's a tough job. Sometimes it, it, gun, it goes unnoticed for the most part. I think, uh, Players and fans alike, we take it for granted, but uh, it is important. And and I know with the infield guys, uh, you know, especially my time in Seattle, the gentleman that was ahead of, of Seattle uh, grounds crew, he'd come out during during batting practice every single day when I was taking my ground balls. Booney, how's second base? How's it been? Is there anything I can help you with? And yeah, you know what? I've noticed there's a little bit of lip between second and, and first base. It's not that big of a deal, but it's time it, that thing would be handled right then and there. So these guys are great. And like I said, guys that kind of go unnoticed, but as players, uh, we appreciate it. Does that kitty litter work? Yeah. You know, they come out there and they dump it over there. Yeah. because it, Once again, the facilities today, they're so state of the art. I mean, they right. have underground uh, systems that suck the water out and they're so good now, uh, that, that usually it can, it can handle a big storm. 
Right. And, and the only storms they can't have are ones you wouldn't play in anyway. So, right. so when you get that, that rain shower for a half hour for 45 minutes, those fields are so good at sucking it up. But any of the, any of the exterior, the, the surface layer that needs to be handled, those guys are great. They know exactly what they're doing. They know the right mix of whatever that kitty litter is they put on there. They get it right. It's called so, turfus, so, by the way, in case right. anybody wants to yell at me. What right. about, so we see this all the time. We see the guy coming out there with the hose and he's, he's watering down the infield between innings. Uh, then they then they come and they they um, they drag the infield. How much does that help? Well, they're just they're they're just getting uh, any of the little nuances taken. Are they care improving of. or are they keeping the playing conditions the same? They're keeping them the same, and that's okay. why they'll do it three times throughout the course of a game. And that just there could be a ball mark, you know, on the dirt which could result it almost like in the fairway of a perfect us uh, ga regulated tournament for the big right. guys uh, those you, you tee off that first day those fairways are immaculate they're perfect but guys take divots right. balls hit to you in the infield they take divots so that's why they're out there so often just smoothing it over so we always have the same surface you know you go to a place like a tampa bay now, and I, and I hear a lot of complaining about that facility. You know, it's not up to the standards that the new state-of-the-art stadiums are. But from right. a surface standpoint, it's very easy because it's that artificial grass. So it's something that doesn't really have to be maintained at a high level. They might roll right. it every six or seven years. They might change out the turf. But on a daily basis, uh, they don't have to mess with that. So that, that that's an interesting aspect to it. But the dirt, always taking care of the dirt. Always. Okay. Let's go through a couple of things. I, I I do have one question before we move on. I always remember the Rick Dempsey video. You've seen that, haven't you? Uh-huh. Where he runs around. Robin um, Ventura did one, uh, mocking yeah. Mike Piazza. I thought that was pretty good. But I'm right. a Ventura, I'm a Ventura fan. He's he's a he's one of the funnier guys that nobody really knows about that that played this game. So what's the best rain delay story you have? Because you've told us it doesn't happen like it does in Bull Durham. Correct. Um, I really don't have any fun stories for you. I really don't. I, I go back to early in my career. The, the best outcome was before they changed the rules, which we just talked about. Having an 0 for 2, maybe 0 for 2 with two punch outs. We're getting beat 5 to 1 and they bang the game. That's about as good a story as I remember in a rain delay because it's like everything is forgiven. We go about our business. We're going to go have a nice meal in the city where normally uh, you don't get to. You know, we play night games. Right. So we don't get to go, you know, by the time the game's over and, and we do our post-game routine, whatever that may be, it's 11 o'clock. It's it's not time to go to have a nice steak because all those places are closing Close. down. So that's that's rare for, for a big league player during the season. Uh, to, to get to go out in the city. You know, I had my favorite restaurants, and whenever I had a day game, you know, there was a situation where we had a day game. I always have that that dinner reservation uh, because you don't get them too often. And usually the day games are getaway days. So when you finish the day game, you get on the plane, you go to the next city. So uh, those are the positives about rain delays, getting rid of the, your stats, getting to go out on the town and have a nice meal. Uh, but you got to make that game up too which is right. a negative. I don't know. But as far as stories, I don't have any of those funny guys running around. on the That was more 70s 
where the Dempsey Dempsey did his did his thing. Uh, my dad's generation. I remember as a kid, there was always some sort of uh, some sort of performance. You know, usually the guy on the team, the comedian of the team, would dress up as somebody, run around the bases, entertain the fans. That was a lot of fun. But in my day, that didn't happen too often. It was a very rare occurrence. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Okay. Um, Louisa Rice, I want to talk about this. You pointed this out the other day. Dude, this guy's got an opportunity. This guy's this guy's flirting with four hundred. Do batting under, average do bat, do, does batting average count anymore? Well, they're trying to make it not that big of a deal, and I, I really have a big problem with it as a player. Uh, I, I, I talk about this all the time. <clears throat> I understand the the OPS and and I understand on base percentage, and that is an important entity to to being a hitter. But when the game's on the line. They're best relievers in the game. First of all, usually the best relievers in the game, they don't walk people. So you can't go up there looking for a walk. So so throw the on-base percentage out the window. He's usually the nastiest guy in the bullpen. He's got the best stuff. And he doesn't walk you. So who do you want hitting? Somebody with a good on-base percentage or someone that's got a three in front of his name when it comes to average. I'll take the guy with a three. I'll take the best hitter. He's going to give you the best chance against the best pitcher to give me a good at bat. And I and I and when they poo-poo the average, uh, it really bothers me because they're still great hitters. I, I hear about the game today, and it drives me crazy. Oh, it's tougher to hit 300. Why? Why is it tougher? Now. Because the pitchers are it's stronger the, and the, faster and throw harder uh, yeah, than they ever have in their lives. The, in 2023, the best pitchers in the world are in the big leagues. The best hitters in the world are in the big leagues. In 2000, the best pitchers in the world were in the big leagues. The best hitters were in the big leagues. In 1980, the best pitchers in the world were in the big leagues. The best hitters were in the big leagues. Yes, the athleticism, the stuff, the technology gets better, but so do the hitters. So there's no big advantage. Uh, oh, the pitchers are better today. Well, yeah. I used to say that to my grandpa when he talked to me about stuff. I'd say, the pitchers throw harder than they used to throw when you play. Oh, Gramps, no. I, but but it doesn't matter, Rich. It's all relevant. You can't compare a 1950 defensive lineman to a 2023 defensive lineman. It just doesn't play. That's why this, this generational gap of – of uh, comparing people. You can't compare Babe Ruth to Mike Trout. There's no comparison from a physicality standpoint. You can only compare generations, eras. The If you dominate your era and you're best of the era, then you're one of the best to ever do it. And you can only do that generation to generation. Uh, getting back to Luis, he, he's kind of doing it unnoticed. Miami's playing pretty good. I think they're in second place. Uh, he's not, the other day he was hitting 399. He's hitting 403. He's leading the league in, in uh, average on base percentage. He's got 87 hits. And in an era where batting average, and, and everybody says how it's so tough to hit 300, this guy's hitting 403 two months into the season. 
That's a big deal. A little more than two months into the season, by the way. Uh, he's got he's got over 200 at bats, and to be doing that in today's game when it's not a precedent to to hit for average, I think it's over the top impressive right now. Do I think he's going to hit 400? Absolutely not. I would say zero chance. But to see that Will he's be doing it for him, absolutely, absolutely. And this guy, I, you know what? I went back to Luis Arise, Minnesota. 334, he hit 321, he hit 294. He led the league last year, won a batting title at 316. 403 right now, awesome. Awesome, and without a doubt, I'm rooting for him. But in today's generation, now I will give you this, the pitching standpoint has changed from the from the angle of it used to be starting pitchers. Those were your guys, and if you weren't good enough to be it, make that starting rotation, you went down to the bullpen. You know, we've talked to some guys on the right. Boone podcast about that, uh, where where the bullpen was kind of a demotion. It's not that way anymore. No. You're in the minor leagues. You are groomed to be a specialist in the bullpen. A lot of the a lot of the money, the finances are put towards the bullpen, and uh, so it, it's a different game. It's a tougher to hit 400. But as far as high averages, I think I think players need to get over that. You can still hit 300. You know, it's still the best against the best, and that's never going to change. In 2050, uh, there's going to be another crop of players that are going to look at this generation and say, we're better now than we were. And probably physically, they are going to be better. Life goes on. Things get better in life and in in all sports. All right, let me follow up with this. Then Marcus Simeon, 25, 25 straight games hitting streak, 25 straight game hitting streak. You, what's the longest hitting streak Brett Boone had? We just covered this the other day. I did. I was doing an interview, and they were asking me, and I guessed, and I said, I'd, I'd say the most I've ever uh, hit in is 16 or 17. 16 is my highest. Uh, hitting streaks are – they're tough because – Did you know? Were you aware that I was 16? Uh, you, start to, you start to get aware of it. Sure. PR guy comes up and sure. tells you, hey, Booney. Sure. Uh, a reporter might ask you, hey, you got 15 in a row. You know, uh, When you get to 16, you know you're hot. You know you've been swinging the bat good because you're probably not just getting one hit a game. You're probably in the zone. You don't you don't get get on hitting streaks unless you're really feeling good at the plate. Uh, I never got to a point where it became a pressure packed thing where oh my gosh, are you going to hit in 27? You going to hit in 40? Uh, hitting streaks are impressive uh, to me because it's the one thing in sports you can do everything perfect. I can go to the plate four times, have four great at bats, get four pitches to hit, hit four bullets and go 0 for 4. So it's something that's really out of my uh, control. I can't control. All I you can, can hit control, four atom balls and come away, or you right. can hit one squiver that gets through. All I can control is the quality of that bat, and that's all I can give you. I can give you a quality of bat, try to get a good pitch to hit, and hit it hard somewhere. But that doesn't necessarily result in a hit. And sometimes the latter. You know, I could go up there, have a bat at bat, roll over a ball, you know, hit it 20 feet and it just lands in that right spot and I get a lucky hit. So baseball's baseball's really unique. Uh, hitting is really unique in that capacity when it comes to all the skills in sports. But to hit in that many games in a row, 25, is unbelievable, let alone the 56, okay. the all-time mark. No chance anyone will ever come close to it. Okay. DiMaggio with the 56-game hitting streak. Mind-boggling. Yeah. Your grandfather's teammate, Ted Williams, Last man to hit 400, Pete Rose, who who you knew as a kid, made a run at it. Tony Gwynn made a run at it. 
um, um, George Brett's making a run at it. But you mentioned something earlier about when you lose a hit because of rain out. So let me just ask you this basic question that a baseball fan might want to know. How hard is it just to go one for four every day? Well, it depends. It depends how you're feeling, how you see it, who's pitching, how do you feel against that 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 pitcher? Uh, to go one for oh, you mean every day, or just go out and get go one for four? I think it's what we do for a living. It's not a big deal to get one hit in a game. To do it every day for 25, 30, 40, 56 games in a row, off the charts impossible. But to go out on any given day and get a hit, not that big of a deal. That's what we do for a living. All right, let's move on. Texas Rangers playing great. No surprise there, right? I'm a little surprised. They're playing Where's this. Bochy? Come on, Boach. Yeah, the magic. <laughs> Uh, the man with the biggest head in baseball. I'll tell you, impressive what they're doing in that division. I looked at all the divisions right now. The, the American League Central, very weak division. Twins are leading it, the only team in that division over 500. Uh, the American League East, with Tampa Bay leading the way, every single team in that division is over 500. Uh, American League West, you've got. Te uh, Texas at the top. That's a surprise to me. You know, I thought for sure Houston would be at the top. I think when it's all said and done, Houston is going to be the top of that division. But these Texas Rangers are good. And they got the best offense in baseball. I think right now that's not really arguable. Uh, I, wa I watched them in a series with the Mariners recently. They swept the Mariners. It was like a no contest. And, they're, and the Mariners have a good pitching staff. Uh, Texas treated them like it was no big deal. They can really hit. They've got the the stars. And the stars on that team are Simeon and Seager. They're middle infielder. They paid a lot of money for a year ago. But there's other stars on the rise over there. You've got a uh, you've got a Garcia kid. He's got over 50 RBIs. He's got 15 home runs. Heim, the young guy, Jung. There's a there's a gentleman by the name of Duran who filled in at shortstop uh, when Seager was out. He's hitting over 320. Just up and down. There's no holes in that lineup. I look at the starting rotation. Uh, you've got Evaldi at the top of that rotation. I think he's been a number one for years. He's he's coming into form now. John Gray, who was a longtime pitcher in Colorado, uh, could have been pitcher of the month last month if it weren't for Evaldi. Right. Uh, Perez, uh, Dunning, come out of the bullpen. He's starting. Uh, they've they've got the fourth best pitching staff right now, stat wise, in the American League. Uh, but the big, the, the, the key factor for me with the Texas Rangers was Jacob deGrom. And what did we hear two days ago, Jacob deGrom is going to miss the rest of the season. He's going to have Tommy John surgery for them to make a real run deep into the postseason. You had to have deGrom and Ibaldi for me right now. They're doing a great job without him, but it's going to be interesting what Texas does. They haven't been in this position for a long time. It's going to be interesting to see what they do at the trade deadline. Will they go after that number one starter? A guy like Bieber from the Cleveland Indians might be available. But I look at their bullpen. If I see a weakness in Texas's team right now, offense, best in the game. Pitching, top notch in the game. But if I do see a weakness, I see that bullpen. They could add some firepower to that bullpen. It's something you did in 2023. We just talked about it. Uh, bullpens are at a premium. The great teams have the power of bullpens. The Houston Astros, uh, the Tampa Bay Rays, 
the Yankees when they're healthy. They have those power bullpens. Texas doesn't have that power bullpen. It'll be interesting to see, especially with the news of DeGrom, if they go out at the trading deadline and really try to bolster and go for it. I think they're in a position, Boach coming over, the offense they've got, the excitement in that city right now. I think it is a time to go for it, and uh, it's going to be interesting to watch, but this Texas Rangers team's for real. All right, I got a couple other questions. By the way, let me remind everybody, I hope you enjoy the podcast. We do it three times a week. We will ask you, though. Uh, if you like the podcast, subscribe to it. If you subscribe to it, please leave a review. Uh, give us a five-star ratings and tell all your friends about it because that's how we grow the podcast. So again, just, you know, it's not behind a paywall. We're not asking for anything other than subscribe to our podcast because we put a lot of work into it. It's been a passion project for Mr. Boone and I for going on three years now and the response has been tremendous. But if you enjoy it, help us out by leaving a review, subscribing. And uh, leaving us five stars, and it helps grow the podcast. All right, Brad, I got a goofy question for you. Doesn't surprise me. Okay. Here's baseball. Yeah. Brett Boone hits a home run. Yes. He's playing in 2023. You come back to the dugout, <laughs> everybody's got a prop. You know, we used to just have rally monkeys. One of my Santa. favorites, by the way. One of yeah. my favorite all time. We've, we've talked about that before. Love the rally monkeys. So everybody has rally monkeys, but um, Otani's got a got a got a helmet. Trout's got a cowboy hat. I see the Baltimore Orioles uh, doing something. Everybody's got a prop when they hit a home run these days. So what? Because and by the way, this is all you anyway. I tell everybody this is all you. The bat flip has begot the celebrations in baseball after a home run. <laughs> it's all you. Um, so if Brett Boone had to one up his game from the bat flip right. to a prop, what would it be? Well, I'll tell you, I'm proud of myself. First of all, I want to say this. That I'm going to preface it with that. Uh, I've come a long way because, you know, Rich, I'm a purist at heart. I like the game the way it's been for hundreds of years. Did your dad ever say anything? What are you doing bat yeah. flipping? Oh, without a doubt. He's more old school than I am. Um, but I've come a long way. I have right. a very open mind to today's crop of players yes. and I embrace them. You know, we've talked about it. I, it's not my game anymore. I'm an ex player. Whoever's right. playing today, it's their game. So, so I've learned to take, uh, of course, I don't like everything that goes on in today's game, but, but I'm warming up to a lot of things. I, I find myself five years ago watching this game going, how could you do that? That's disrespectful. Now I find myself laughing, going, <laughs> they've broken me. They, I, I'm giving in to these these kids coming up, their first at bat, hitting a home run, and I mean, running around like they hit, there goes number 62. Right. Um, but it's the way the game is now. And and like I said, I've been broken. So I'm, I, I can smile and laugh about it now because it's what these guys enjoy. I think fans like it. I think it's good for the game. It adds excitement. I'm still a purist at heart. Believe me, I couldn't ever imagine myself doing that. But I come from a different generation. All right. Put me on the spot. If I had to have one. If you had to have one. Which, if you asked me this 10, 15 years ago, I'd say there's no way in heck I'm ever going to have anything. The celebration is for my teammates when the cameras aren't rolling. <laughs> but if I was playing today and I had, I would put on a... I'd put on a green master's jacket because golf is my second love and pretend like I won the masters. Oh, 
Would you give the Tiger fist bump? <sighs> no. What would no. you do? I, I don't know. I'd come up with something. I'd come up with something. I, you have to come up with something today. I, you I got like all these the hand, You got all. You got all these handshakes. You've got a. You know, certain guys do certain things. I mean, I find myself laughing now. Guys hit doubles, and they have all these signs they give to their teammates, and their teammates are giving them back. It's a, it's a. It's like watching my teenage boys. It's hilarious, but uh, I, I've learned to embrace it. I kind of like it now. I got to uh, admit, that's outstanding. And the rally monkey appreciates it. Uh, first time we've had the rally monkey on the podcast. I, I love the rally monkey. Those everybody angels. loves a rally monkey. No, the angels, the angels of that time of the early two thousands guys we've had on the podcast, the Darren Erstads and the and the Glosses and the Tim Salmons and the Garrett Andersons. They hate the rally monkey because they had to hear it every night. We came in as as enemies, as the visitor, and I used to love when that rally monkey would come on. It's my favorite. My favorite. That's outstanding. All right. What's Boone watching? I finished up Succession, and uh, I'm going to give it five stars again. I, I believe it was four seasons. Really quality show. Drove me crazy. You ever watch a show where you know how good it is? You can't stop watching. You watch to the end, but thank goodness it's over. That's yes. where I'm at with Succession. It's I like, don't want to watch a show that everybody else is watching. Oh, okay. I'll give you an example. Ozark. Uh, I, I, I was like, no, there's got to be another season. Jason Bateman came out and said that's going to be it, and I was kind of, I was kind of pissed. I'm like, I like it so much. I wanted another season. I got, I got to a point with, uh, with Succession was, oh, just get What's through it? Okay, the. I've got to watch about. the ending. I got to watch the ending. But thank goodness it's over. It ended really well. It ended the way I think it's supposed to end. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. Uh, right, what's the spoil premise of the show? Because I've never watched it. If I were to guess, it's kind of like the Murdoch family. Okay. Where just big time entertainment. They have a bunch of different entities, the politics that go into it, everything around the family e eating their own, you know, the, the father on top. He's the, he's the pioneer. Am I going to feel good about myself after I watch this? It's, it, you're going to be sweating. You're going to be felt like you just got out of the gym. It's a workout, <sighs> but, it, but I'll tell you, I get frustrated by the show. I'm glad it's over. That being said, it's one of the best shows right. wired, you know, wire to wire that I've seen in a long Did you time. like Curb Your Enthusiasm? I do. I watch that on the plane all the time when I'm flying. They always have it on the, you know, right. on the on the options. I always, yeah, I'm a Curb Your Enthusiasm fan uh, because I was a Seinfeld fan. So, right. yes, I do like that. I, wa I started watching a new show because, you know, I've always got to have a new one. Um and and this is the kind of the the geek side of me. As much as I like the really quality shows, I think Entourage was quality. I think Ray Donovan is quality. Terminal List, very quality. Uh, Succession, quality. White Lotus, quality. There is a side of me that watches terrible shows, and I yes. can't stop watching it. It's almost like when we were kids, Rich, Saved by the Bell. How oh. awful of a show was it? But everybody watched it. So I'm watching Cruel Summer Season 2. What? It's on, it's on Hulu. It's like a teeny bopper show. I watched Season 1, and I remember, you know, it's one of those shows. Right. Wait, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. I'm laughing here. Me, but wait, start, then start, I start again. I, start, I laughed through that whole thing. Start again. You're watching you this. It's, a, it's a show from? for 13-year-old kids. 
yeah, it's 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 horrible. But yet I watch and I yell at the TV the entire time. And my wife says, why do you even watch it? I said, because I do. I, I hate watch it. And I watch it and I'm going to watch the next. I watched the first episode last night. Not good at all. I, yeah, and well, I'm coming the off. Girls watch the show. No, I'm coming off a quality show. Well done. Five star. A lot of thought put into it. Big time. Uh, well, your boys watch this show. Elite plot. And then I'll go watch some. I'll, I'll watch Saved by the Bell. And I don't know why I do it. But uh, I do it. I'm watching it. Cruel Summer season two. Completely different cast. Uh, just as bad writing. Just as bad acting. Uh, but I'll be watching. Did, okay. So here's <laughs> the ultimate one. Did you ever watch Hang Time? No. A, a, you, you know what that was? I don't. Saved by the Bell spinoff with Reggie Theus as a basketball coach. No, I never watched it, but I did watch Saved by the Bells. Then I did watch Saved by the Bells the college years. I watched every episode. That was my original partner. Unbelievable. Um, we got to get him on the podcast, by the we way. We do. I got to call him. All right. Um, last thing. I can't wait to hear this, folks. So as you know, if Brett Boone was to have a gimmick after hitting a home run, it would be wearing a green jacket. And you still haven't played Augusta yet, have you? I have not. Do you have a, do you have a shirt from Augusta? I do not. I have if nothing. I, I have if nothing I went to the Masters and brought you back a shirt, would you wear it? Uh, probably not. Unless you went yourself. No, I, I'd probably wear it. Okay. I mean, I'm, it's not like I'm going to put it on and pretend like I played Augusta. No. If people ask me, hey, where'd you get the Augusta shirt? You go, no, buddy of mine got it for me. Okay. So no, it's not be uh, if it fit me well. I sure I'd wear it. Why not? What shirt did you get me? Uh, I think it's called Breezy. Yes, fits really well. Goofy shirts, kind of. I already loud. wore it. I already wore it this week. Otherwise, I would have worn it today. They're loud, but they're cool and they fit really well. No, they do. My wife said that's a great shirt. Um, Boone approved. The Live PGA merger go. Absolutely approve. Uh, I'm one of those cynic fans. I love the game of golf. I love watching the best players in the world compete every week, especially at the majors. Uh, the fact that they went to live, it's a free market. Uh, I, you know, it cracks me up the hypocrisy I hear and, and I don't get into the political side cause it, I think it's nonsense, but I always hear these people getting on their high horse. Oh, how could you go to live and take that money? I want to put them in that situation and offer them a hundred million and see what they do. I see some guys on the PGA tour talking down to the guys that took the money and went to live that don't have the same circumstances. I loved when the live guys came back to the majors. I love the fact that Phil Mickelson came in second. And tied with Brooks Kepka for second. I love the fact that Kepka came back and just won the big one, uh, the PGA. Right. A couple weeks ago. That to me is awesome golf, awesome sports, awesome rivalry. Uh, because for a while there, the PGA, the you know, it seemed like they were in two camps. It's like the PGA camp was saying, oh, the best players in the world are here and the live players aren't as good. Well, the live just proved they are every bit as good. And I love that from a storyline. I think it's a great merger because I think it's great for the game of golf. I think it's great to have 
all the great, the, the best players in one camp. I think the live tour did what it did uh, to kind of make the PGA tour go forward and make it a better product. Get no, it they into made the PGA tour blink. Right. And, and I PGA think it tour was, tapped out. I think it was good for the game of golf and I'm happy as a, as a fan that all the guys are going to be back together competing. So we're seeing the best players in the world. It's like if Major League Baseball came, uh, some other entity came in and and broke off a of Major League Baseball and we're paying double the salaries. You'd see a lot of guys go to that league. But as okay. a fan, I'd be sitting there going, I can't watch this league and that league. I want them, I want all the best players in one place to see the best product I can possibly see on a weekly basis. So we've had mergers, the ABA and the NBA merged NBA. Uh they brought in the three-point shot. Uh, we've seen the NFL, the the NFL and the AFL merge to have the National Football League the way we know it is now. We've seen the XFL, the original iteration of the XFL, was the one that had the sky cam that Vince McMahon did, which is now in every broadcast to the NFL. So if they're going to bring something from live over now to the PGA Tour, what should they bring? The music, the team golf, what should they do? Well, I don't think the team golf's really a big thing when it comes to the PGA. I, I think it's been an individual game, uh, its entirety. I think uh, the Ryder Cup is has that team aspect right. to it. I think that's awesome, and and that's that's something that's special. That's not every week. Uh, I don't think you should try to change too much. I'm all, I'm always I'm a purist. I like to keep the, the reason these sports are great. The reason I love golf is because of what it is. I think they could change a little bit. Uh, in 2023 to kind of keep up with the other sports. I've always, I've always teased friends of mine that play on the tour. Like you have no idea. You know, when I hit in front of 40,000 people, they're talking, to, they're calling my, they're calling my mom names. They're calling my mom names, but on your T box, it's a quiet police sign. Right. I said, that's not sports. I said, they should be able to heckle you too. So you want them to go happy Gilmore? Not necessarily. I, I think, Golf is different because it's a gentleman's game and always will be. So I think it's a little different than the other sports. At the same time, I think they could add a little bit of 2023, a little bit of that Arizona tournament, that yeah, dynamic, management. that atmosphere might play the music, not as heavy as they do on the live tour. They're kind of known for being outrageous and Hey, we just crank up the music from the get go professionals doing what they do. Uh, that might bother some guys in the tour. You want everybody to be happy, but I, I think adding a little music here and there, but more that the atmosphere of that Arizona tournament, the waste management tournament. Right. I think that really would, would, would be accepted in the, in the sports community in this day and age. I, th I think it's time for an upgrade from that. It's a gentlemanly oh. game and, you know, golf claps and quiet, please. I think we could add a little more oomph to it. So, and, and I think you're going to see that going forward. Did I tell you when I went to New York the day before I met Aaron, where I went? No. I went to the Harvard Club. Oh. Yeah. To the Harvard so, Club. So you're highfalutin. I was highfalutin, but I'm with you. I'm, let's go blue collar and hang out at the golf tournament. You got it. All right. That's going to do it for the Boone Podcast. Um, oh, by the way, Bucky Dent, really good. Bucky Dent was really good. Yeah. You know, got to compare Bucky, him. And Bucky bleeping Dent was pretty good. And it was great to to find out what it used to be like when, when it first happened and and nowadays what's it like when he goes to boston it was it was yeah. two different answers I, I, and, and i like chuck cool. foreman this week as well it was good we got mike um, mike kruko and uh and um Kruko's john kruko is going to be great john miller 
Also, yeah. uh, longtime ESPN, now the voice of, of the San Francisco Giants on the radio. So we got two giant guys coming up. We got Dale Murphy in, uh, down the road next week sometime. So we got some good ones coming up. That's awesome. All right. Hey, don't forget, uh, subscribe to the podcast. Give us a five-star rating, if you will, and leave us a review. So for the host of the Boone Podcast, Brett Boone, the Rally Monkey, and me, Rich Herrera, thanks for joining us this Come on, Booney, put the rally monkey up on screen. Laugh. I already laughed. I, I, I gave you a couple laughs. Third time. Come on. It's enough. All right. That means we're done with the podcast. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>